Hello, and welcome to the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and I am super excited today. We are going to dive into some listening skills with Lynn Lindbergh. Lynn, welcome to the show. Uh, Raya, thanks for having me. It's so great to be here talking about listening. Isn't that weird? I know that's <laughs> like one of my favorite things, actually. Um, <laughs> so tell me a little bit. I know you have a podcast, so tell the listeners um, about you, about your podcast and about, you know, the mission behind it. Sure, sure. So I'm Lynn Lindbergh. The podcast is called Listening Skills and it teaches the basic, basic, basic listening skills that we think we all already know, but we know that we desperately all need to learn these and be reminded of them. And I got to tell you, I went into iTunes and not iTunes, they call Apple podcasts. Now search the million, I know search the million podcasts that are out there. And there was not as of a couple months ago, there was not a single podcast that taught listening skills, the basic listening skills. And I thought, Oh my gosh, how could this be? I mean, there's, there's another one out there called listening skills, but it's like this military tactics and guns and another one on listening to like, if you're trying to learn Mandarin or something, but no actual listening skills. Yeah. And, and this actually isn't my, my day job. Um, how this actually came about is last summer, 2020, my son who's in high school had a summer contract, um, here in Washington state kids can do like a summer learning contract and then they get credit for high school for it. And he's like, well, mom's a podcaster. And she's got all the gear. I think that'd be cool. I'll do a podcast. And um, and so I started teaching them all the technical stuff and how to get it on, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that. And then right when we got to the part of the summer where he had to start doing his own recording, he looked at me and he's like, This is stupid. I don't want to do this. I don't you like it, you know, like a good teenager. Why do we do why are you making me do this anyway, mom? I was like, oh my gosh. So I paused and I listened to him and asked him a lot of clarifying questions of what's going on. And we came to find out that he's actually kept his digital footprint really small. And he said, I'm not ready to have my voice out there in ether yet because I still want to keep my digital footprint small. So I was like, Okay. So then he looks at me and says, mom, can you record something and I'll just use it. And so I thought, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, <laughs> and backing up a little bit further in 2019, when I, this will all come full circle here in 2019, I made a new year's resolution. I'm one of those weirdos that like, I like the new year's resolution thing. I know so many people don't, but I made this new year's resolution that in 2020, before I had any idea what 2020 would be, I would spend a significant amount of time doing what I call listening to the other. So I listened to all kinds of people, pretty much anytime something came across my newsfeed where I thought they were crazy and they didn't agree with me and they have to be wrong. I would go in and I would read their website. If they had one, I would 
listen to hours of their podcast if they had one. This is hard work. <laughs> this is really yeah, hard work. Is. Yeah, I would sign up for their email list if they had one. So like if you got into my email account, like <laughs> you'd be like, who is this woman? <laughs> Red flags. And, yeah. Yeah. And the thing I found out through all that, well, at first I just about had a panic attack the first few months because it was just like really hard to do. But I learned the more I dove in, I realized we are all way more aligned than we think we are. We just aren't listening to each other. And so that's where I had that experience and my high school son saying, can you record something for me? And my background and degree in education and training. And I thought, you know what? Let's do this. Let's make a listening skills podcast. And so that's where it came out of was a, my, his project. Yeah. So I did the voice and he did, he did everything, everything else. else you see there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that really reminds me totally different project, but the end result, I think the same, but I don't remember where I saw this, but I consumed it on media somewhere, but there was a guy who is gay <laughs> and he um, had come out and he was trolled horrifically. And he basically like friend requested and like, if he could get their phone number, like called all these people that trolled him and was just like, Hey, like I'm so-and-so like um, you put this comment on my thing. I just want to know, like, who are you? Like, you know, tell me about yourself. Wow. Like, you know, like, wow. and like, and you know, like, you know, I, I understand that you think that I'm an abomination of God. Okay, cool. Like, what does that mean for you? Like, you know, yeah. and ended up having these really meaningful conversations just by listening, just by like suspending judgment for a moment, suspending the ego for a moment and like, that's not always going to work out, obviously, but they, they played a recording where by the end of it, like they became friends, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. this troller or whatever. And it was just, you know, like a young guy who just like spit something out because, you know, whatever, and then didn't yep. really think that there was a person on the other side of it. And then once he got to know the guy who was being trolled, he was like, oh, actually we are very similar. You're just mm -hmm. gay and I'm not gay. You know what I mean? Like we have these commonalities. And so, so it was awesome. very eye-opening. But that's, you know, that seems like a, a very interesting, like, um, again, a commonality between what you did too is just saying like, I, I may not agree with whatever it is that you're saying, but I want to understand where this is coming from. And... Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because, um, one of the things right now, my dad, um, he doesn't listen to my podcast, so it's fine. I can talk crap about him. It's fine. Um, <laughs> my dad is a very anti-Trumper, no mask. I mean, I would like, he's very pro-mask, anti-Trump. Um, and I'm in Seattle, so we're pretty liberal here. So I'm okay saying that I'm like liberal or whatever. I don't go into politics very much, but I'm also yeah. one of those people who, um, I believe that, um, you're not going, like, I believe you get more, um, with honey than with whatever, with vinegar. And so I've, mm -hmm. I've asked my dad, I said, you know, he got kicked out of the post office recently for screaming at somebody for not wearing a mask. And I was like, of the people that you have verbally abused for not wearing a mask, what is the percentage that have been like, you know, I am so glad you brought that to my attention. 
Um, I'm now going to don my mask because you called me a name and, you know, I said, what if you just said like, I, I'm, I'm feeling really threatened or I'm feeling really offended by the fact that you're not wearing a mask right now. Like that could be confrontational, but that would be less confrontational and just say like, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually really sick and Mm -hmm. I have a heart condition. Like, would you consider please wearing a mask? You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. if they said no, then just say that really, really offends me because I feel like mm-hmm. you're putting my life at risk. That's mm-hmm. a conversation with productive, constructive criticism. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. yeah. And so oh. that's an example. Don't do that. Don't. Don't. Yeah. Don't <laughs> Somebody who has a differing opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for screaming at me. Yes. yes. I'm happy to comply. Ooh, I'm going to put that on yes. right now. You know, <laughs> unless it's a, it would only be a, please don't hurt me move. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is amazing. And there's, there's a couple dynamics going on. And, and one of them is, as you know, just being on social media and being out there every influencer out there, every media channel, everyone is vying for eyeballs, vying for the ears, vying for your time. And the way you really get people's attention is through outrage. And so, or by saying, you know, here's the secret or here's the thing nobody else knows, but I know, you know, and, and all of that just divides and divides and makes us feel like this, it's this huge divide. And, and that really fuels the flames of all of this. And One thing I really learned when I was listening, because I did this through the presidential election too, you know. (laughs) So I listened to the girl, you are so my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Was uh yeah, it was it was not easy. Was each side, Republican and Democrat, would say what the other side, the horrible things the other side was gonna do to the country if they won or if they lost. And they were both wrong. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I learned that if somebody says those people, the quote enemy, those people are this, those people are that, that really that's not reliable information. And that going over to that side that you don't agree with and listening and hearing what are they saying? What are they actually doing? That's where you can get a lot more reliable information is through the listening so it becomes this this whole thing of listening as a way of empowerment and power and listening as a way to negotiate better because you know uh, what their side is thinking because you've taken the time to listen. And so I think sometimes people are like, well, listening is like you let people walk all over you. It's like, no, it's actually really, really powerful tool. Well, and yeah. in, the, in the context of business too, I mean, you... If you're having a sales call and you don't, first of all, give space for listening, then you're going blind into the objections because people will tell you their objections as they're speaking to you. And then you're Mm -hmm. prepared for those. Or if you've listened to a lot of people who have common objections, you can address those objections before they even come up. Because you've listened and you've been mindful that this is a common thing that people are afraid of or concerned about or need to have answered so that they can move forward with a decision like that. Listening mm-hmm. skills is absolutely crucial. I think that's why we hate the car salesman. Because we hate, <laughs> being, 
we hate being pushed. It's that feeling of being pushed yeah. into like, wait, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not listening yeah. to what I need. You're just telling me what I need. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. No, that's exact. That's exactly it. And I, I've actually had clients. I was before this, a, a consultant in a lot of the big company names that we know, you know, Microsoft, Boeing, AOL, when it was around, is it still around? I don't know. And I had clients who just blind would got to a point where they blindly trusted me. And I really, a big piece of it is they knew I understood them and they knew I knew them that well and their business so well that then when it came to me advising them, they were a lot more willing to trust me because I'd spent most of my time listening so they knew that whatever I proposed would be in their court. I have that. Uh, I'm a copywriter and um, she and I have developed this rapport where she has listened and knows my voice so well that I'm literally like, just write it. It will be from me. It's fine. Like, like I don't, <laughs> I don't have to make any edits. It's from me. It's fine. Like it, it's mm-hmm. as if she's tapped into my brain and has yeah. my brain and can and can bring it forth and i read it and i'm like yeah i just wrote that like i mean it's, yeah. it's me and it's because yeah. she listens and she distills that information and comes out on the other side with what i mean you know what i mean that's and awesome it's it is Hang on to her <laughs> i'm i'm holding on to her forever and i'm not spreading her name because i don't want her to become too big <laughs> Like, stay with me, stay with me. <laughs> where would you tell people to start? Like where, where, if somebody wanted to be a better listener, what's the very first step that they can do to become a better listener? I think we all already know this. And when we talk about listening skills and what can we do today to improve our listening skills, I'm going to throw it in your court. What do you think today, when you think about the general population, what's the number one thing that you think gets in the way of listening today? Shut your mouth. Like that, that's one thing that I would say is really, you have to be quiet for a minute. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the next one, the next one is, oh yeah, that's true. Pay attention, put it down. Cell phone. Yeah. Yep. Get rid of distractions. We are so, and, and this is one where it's, we know this. We already know this. We know we should put our phones down to be better listeners. We know we should do that. But, oh my gosh, do we actually do it? Not really. Most of us, unless you're really, really focused on it, or unless you're in an important client meeting or a very important discussion, then we'll put our phones away. But just day to day, if you are in a conversation, if I'm in a conversation with you and I have my phone in front of my face and I'm texting, between you and me, that tells you, like, I'm really not listening, right? No, I mean, and I could say, yeah, yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening, but I'm, I'm really not listening. And, and sometimes like we give a little grace and that's a little acceptable, but a lot of times it's just like, feels kind of cruddy to have somebody do that. And, but if I'm sitting across the table from you and I take that cell phone device, I put it down on the table between us that's a whole lot better having that phone between us. But it still says that you, the talker, are only important to me as the next ding on my phone. Sends the subconscious message that I may be listening to you, but at any second, I'm going to be distracted. 
And, and if I really want to hear what you're saying, I want to encourage you to, to talk more and to really be vulnerable and share what's really going on in your mind. And if you're subconsciously thinking she's going to be distracted at any second, you're going to be a little more guarded and you're, you're probably not even going to realize it, but you won't quite share as much. So if I take that cell phone, then turn the ringer off, put it completely out of sight or out of reach. Now I'm showing you, Hey, I'm actually listening. And that's just the one-on-one number, very first lesson. And that alone will like transform relationships, which I find ridiculous. Like how could something so simple be so hard and so powerful, but it is. I've done that just a couple of times and it's interesting. And I'll, and like, it's so momentous that I'll even say like, I, I need to turn this off because I don't want to miss anything. You know what I mean? So then I'll like (laughs) turn it off, like not just on silent, but like turn it off because the silent will buzz. Um, Uh, mm -hmm. and then the other thing it brings to mind is I recently listened to this phenomenal podcast. I cannot recommend this enough. It's the Brene Brown Brown (gasps) podcast, but she had Tim Ferriss and Dax Shepard on. Oh, Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Just just came out this week. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Dax was talking about how irritated he would get at Kristen for being on her phone in bed for like 40 minutes at the end of the day, because she's catching up on emails because she'd been going, going, going all day long. And so she needed to catch up on emails before she went to sleep. And so he would like nag on her about time management. He's like, literally this will be like months, like maybe even like a year of just like nag, 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 nag. And like, you really have to manage your time better. And then finally he got so frustrated. He just said to her, I really need your attention. I really just want your attention right now. And she took her phone and she put it on the night side table. And she said, I would really love to give you my attention right now. And so sometimes it's as much as saying, if somebody is unconsciously doing that, but you want to have that conversation with them, it's saying like, would it be okay if you put your phone away? Because I am so excited about like, I'm going to hear, I'm going to put mine away. I'm so excited about this time together. Let's like, just not even pay attention to the rest of the world for a minute. And let's just like yeah. be here. You know what I mean? And if yeah. somebody has a problem with that, then they're a douche. But like, <laughs> you know, but the reality is, is that some, most people don't even think about it anymore. And so it would probably mm-hmm. be a very easy way to engage in more meaningful conversations to just ask for what you need. And he's like, it was like revolutionary for him to just like, all he had to do, he's like, all these, months I've been nagging when all I needed to say was like, I really just want to spend some time with you and have your attention. Would that be okay if I had your attention? And she was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I would love to give you my attention and yeah. just put it away. But the the next level Jedi is if you can be proactive and you can do it yourself. But if you're seeing that the person that you're wanting to engage in that conversation is not doing that, as you know, just saying like, yeah. Hey, I like, I'm loving what we're talking about, but I'm feeling a little distracted. So I'm going to put my phone away. Would it be okay with you if you put your phone away too? And let's just like be here right now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think you can, you can totally call it out or you can be the example. You can just say, Hey, I'm turning my ringer off and my foot, put my ringer off and phone away. Cause 
I want to focus on you. And most people, most people will clue into that and and do the same. And because really we all want to be heard. So if somebody is across the table from you saying, I'm going to be present, they want that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And another little, you said Jedi trick. I like that, that I found uh, works like in my house is because we've been, you know, listening skills has been a big topic in my house with teenagers and um, is we have, we've grown into this subconscious or um, uh, unspoken like glance. So if I want to say something to my son or my husband and they're on their phone, I'll be, I'll just look at them and look at their phone. And then I'll be like, Oh, I'll, I'll wait till you're done. And they're like, Oh, 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 Oh. oh." And then they put the phone away, you know, and that, that seems to work really well too. I mean, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's just something that you constantly have to practice. I still say Mm -hmm. that, you know, six, 10, 12 times a day in the house. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And you're in the listening skills household. I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just a constant, it's a constant practice. And the more, I found it's the more I can keep it upbeat, the more I can be a little comical or silly about it, but that's my personality and not nagging. Like we talked about before that one example of, you know, yelling or nagging, you know, um, it's just the better, the better keeps, keeps the spirits up. I love that. Well, I mean, cause that's the Mm -hmm. whole point, right? Is listening is a form of connection. You know, it's a form of transferring information. It's a form of honoring the humanity in somebody else. It's the form Mm -hmm. of learning. Um, So if you're really there, it should be a positive thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's, it's beautiful. What I was going to say is like, what about for people who want to be quote unquote active listening, but they feel very shy. So they, they have a problem being present in that because they want to retreat a little bit, but they still want to be part of the conversation, but they're shy. What what would you say to them? I think sometimes if you are wanting to, one of the, one of the lessons is rephrasing or clarifying points. And so if somebody talks, you listen to them until they finish their thought. And some people just talk on and on nonstop. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. What do you do with that? But, um, you let them, oh my gosh, I just had a text message come in. Can you believe that? That's the irony. I love it over there. I can't believe I did that. Um, yeah. See how that just totally just, just distracted and derailed. Okay. Let's back up a little bit. Okay. Here we go. So I'm shy and I want to ask clarifying questions. I want to rephrase, but I just don't feel like I have the words. One of the tricks is if you are listening to someone and you want them to give you more information, but you don't know what to ask, or you don't know where to go with it. All you have to do is repeat the last word or two that the other person said. And nine times out of 10, I don't know if that's the real stat, but most of the time that person will continue and give more detail. So it could look like, you know, son comes home from school. Like, how was your day? Fine. Oh, fine. Yeah. Math was kind of stupid. Stupid. Yeah, well, we had this assignment I didn't like, and it was really dumb. And on problem 14, you know, da, 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 da. And so it's just that, you know, at repeating the last word. And um, I got to tell you, I did this on another interview I was on recently. And uh, 
the interviewee, I got him down this rabbit hole about some discussion him and his wife were having. And, and a couple of minutes into it, he looks at me and he said, I don't know how we got down this rabbit hole. Let's get back on topic. And I just timed out. I was like, we got down this rabbit hole because I just did it to you. <laughs> so go back and rewind. I, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> that's so, amazing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good one. If you're not quite sure how to, if you're shy or, or if you're not, and you're not sure how to bring out the other person, um, or if you're talking to somebody who's more shy and, or, and doesn't talk as much and you want to bring out more of them to so do that with a little bit of a lift or a question at the end. And then the long, awkward pause and just let them get their thoughts together. And sure enough, they'll start talking again. So that's a fun one. That is a fun one. That is a good one. Um, okay. So then we have the opposite problem, which is me. And I'm, and with a caveat, like <laughs> secondary question, Okay. Um, this happens to me a lot, especially on this podcast. So the first part of this question is I love to talk like not just because I'm an egoist and I love to talk about myself, but I just genuinely enjoy conversation and I get very excited. And mm -hmm. when people are talking, I'm getting ideas. I'm thinking of what I want to ask them next. I'm like genuinely excited about what they're doing. I do a lot of networking. So I interrupt a lot. And mm -hmm. I was telling you in the green room, I was telling you that um, I think part of that is the way I was raised. We all kind of, when you get us in a room, we all like talk over each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, so that's how I was raised is that you just kind of talk over each other, which is sometimes I'm a little embarrassed about that quality. I, I'm really, <laughs> truly working on that. Um, uh -huh. but what can happen is you combine that one of me with another one of me and in a podcast setting, when I'm on a time set, when I'm on a time crunch and there's somebody who's also passionate about what they're talking about, it's really hard for me to cut that person off because they're in mid thought and mm -hmm. without interrupting and I'm trying not to interrupt, you know? And so how do you, as you know, how would you, um, advise someone like me who loves conversation is truly coming from a good place, you know, like really wants to foster good like dialogue. And I've had some of the most beautiful conversations because we've just let it kind of run its course, but it doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not practical for every life to let it run its course. Um, mm -hmm. And then, um, so that's one like so segment of that question. And then this, then when you have two people like that who are together, who are on a time crunch, how do you um, gracefully end the conversation? Because this could happen in a sales call too, when you're on a time crunch. And yeah. how do you gracefully um, intersect that conversation so that you can end it with having good listening skills and not being rude, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, you know, it's a really great, great concept to think about and question because there is, it's essentially that, that speaking is kind of the yin and yang of listening, right? So we have so much corporate training out there and how to be a good presenter and a good speaker and how to, you know, stand up tall, project your voice, you know, say it with confidence, tons of training on that and a culture of just on top of each other. And, um, 
and so it's interesting because when you mentioned like your family all had talked on top of each other. So to get a word in edgewise, to be seen, to be heard, you had to interject. And that's just how you were raised. I was raised the opposite. I was raised in a family. I had no idea that this was weird. This is just how I was raised. I had no idea this was unusual, but I was raised in a family where everybody actually listened to each other. So when I got into my twenties and went out into the real world, I was a really good listener, but I had no skills in that other half of the circle of how to make my voice heard. Yeah. And so I spent my twenties feeling like I wasn't heard, feeling like I couldn't speak up because I, I never had to interrupt. So I didn't have those skills. So it's, it's you and I kind of have this opposite of yeah. how do you listen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so as far as listening, if you're with someone who is talking a, a blue streak or just blah, 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 and you're trying to listen, but they just won't ever stop talking in that context, I have found, and this is so bizarre, and this really isn't quite a listening skill, but it's an aside. I have found that people who talk blue streaks, a lot of times you can, you can interrupt them mid sentence and they won't even notice. And when I learned that, cause when I hate being interrupted, cause I don't usually go on and on and on. And if I'm mid sentence in my first sentence and somebody interrupts, it's just a pet peeve of mine. It's, it's like, ah, I'm not even being heard. But when I learned that I can, you know, interrupt uncle so-and-so mid sentence and he won't even notice, it was true. And I was like, oh my gosh, because their whole life, people who just talk and talk and talk, the only way someone can get a word in edgewise is if somebody else interrupts them. So their whole life is, this is just how it is. This is just how conversations work. And so So basically pretend like I'm in my family. (laughs) Yeah. Pretend. Yeah. If you have somebody who just won't stop talking, then yeah, then you probably do have to at some point interrupt because you got to think of your audience too, right? Yeah, and if I you let them go on that, and on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And editing it shorter, well, that's a lot of work. So yes, yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. good. I love that because I think there's different phrases and things that I could do because I am loving what they're saying, but I think it would be okay to say something like, I'm going to stop you right there because I love what you're saying about blah, 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 blah. And I want to bring it back to da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, I think if I can do it in that way, we can stop it from like going down the train and, and bring it back to the point so that we can stay back on um, track. Yeah. Yeah. And you might want to play with listening and redirecting with one or two words that might work really well too, for somebody who just goes on and on and on because that's kind of like an interruption and it, cause I've listened a lot to like Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, you know, that do a lot of interviews and a lot of them, their questions are one or two words and they're essentially just redirects, you know, well, what about the blue building? Oh, well, da, 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 da. And down the stairs, da, 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 da. you know, they just kind of lead them on the conversation with just a word or two. Um, and that, that'll work pretty good with people who talk blue streaks. Yeah, that's that's a really, really good idea. Well, Lynn, yeah. I always end the show with two questions that I love. This is my little like, ooh, 
I love this. Yeah. But the first question that I have, and so important into distilling down all these good tidbits of information, but if someone was to walk away from this episode with one thing that they um, really could take to heart and put into practice to be a better listener, what would be that one thing that you want them to, to do? Get rid of that cell phone. Put it in your pocket as much as you can. Even if you have your spouse or your kids are now in quarantine where we're like 24 seven together for like ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they talk to you, put that phone down or just get in the habit of always put that phone down, put that phone down, put that phone down, look them in the eyes. It will change your life. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, the last question is, and it doesn't have to do with listening. It can be anything that you want, but what is the greatest Uh piece of advice or wisdom that you've been given in your life that you've just like really carried special in your heart? Um, And I've gotten some just amazing answers to this question. So I love asking it from different walks (laughs) of life and people, but what's been the greatest piece of advice that you've been given? You know, I usually have one piece of advice that I hang on to through each phase of my life and never just one piece for my whole life. And right now I'm, I'm hanging on to a piece of advice I got from an interview I did with a paleoanthropologist. Can you believe that? Like what I even is that? And I know how to spell it now too, because they were on my podcast. So um, Lee Berger out of South Africa. And he said to really watch out for what he calls backyard syndrome. And that's the concept of how there's discoveries to be made out in the world. You're running a business. You're trying to figure out how to make it succeed. You're raising kids. You're trying to figure out how to solve that. And sometimes the answers or the resources you need are literally in, well, not literally, figuratively right in your backyard. And so to remind yourself to pause and look around you and see the things you've been missing, seeing the things that are right there uh, that can help you out that you can use to make your life better. So um, that's what I've been hanging on to is backyard syndrome. I love that. Well, and many Mm -hmm. times they say that you already have all the answers, you know, and that, that goes along with it. And I think we don't believe it, but it is true. We know a lot more than we think we do. We sure do. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We're definitely going to be connecting um, with your social media content and everything in the show notes. So if people want to know more about listening skills or about what Lynn does for her day job, you are welcome to, (laughs) you are welcome to reach out to her. And we thank you again for being a guest and bringing us this knowledge. It's such an important time. We're so distracted right now. And as entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. this is important for us in our network in our sales calls, in serving our clients to the highest level, and just mm-hmm. in our personal relationships as people, um, you know, these skills are just crucial. So I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And a thank you to the listener for joining us today. We hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of the Client Experience Revolution. I'm Raya Gonzalez, your host, and we will see you next time. <laughs>